Hi, and welcome to Film Notes, a podcast hosted by me, Berta, but made possible thanks to you guys and your series. This is episode one, Meet Berta. So for the first episode, I thought it would be a good idea to get to know me a little bit better because I figured out that not all of you know who I am or even if you know me, you haven't known me for long. So there's lots of parts in my life that you don't know about, which is, I guess, normal because why would you just know all the random stories in my life? You wouldn't. But obviously, I didn't want to just sit here and talk about myself for 45 minutes that's extremely narcissistic and something that I'm not willing to do but then I thought you have this amazing structure planned out so put it to use and that's what I did I reached out to family and friends and I asked them the following prompt if you could only choose one story about me to tell someone that hasn't met me before what would it be and yeah I got Lots of different answers, um, people that had too many things to say, people that couldn't think of a single thing to say about me, even though I've known them for basically half of my life. I don't blame them. Um, it's hard to think about a single event when you're so used to having someone in your life for so long, if nothing stands up for you. But I think we've got a really good mix of stories. I've planned it in a way in which I'm going to do a timeline of my life. And I collected stories of different times in my life. So you're going to get to know little Berta. You're going to get to know the awkward phase that was high school. Well, I haven't gone out of that phase yet. But I like to think that I'm a little bit cooler now. <laughs> At least that's what I tell myself to make me feel better. So yeah, let's get into it. For the first story, I thought I would break the rules a bit. Because although I plan to keep everything anonymous and keep everyone anonymous, I want to say that this first story comes from my mom. Just because um, if you've ever met her and you know how amazing she is, you know how much our personalities clash. It's something that people think it's new. People think it's because I was in my teenage years. But we are just the same person, basically, divided <laughs> into two different bodies. And we tend to have heated arguments about almost anything, which they're not bad uh, most of the times. Um, we have a great connection. Uh, but this comes to prove that we've been arguing for a really long time. The story she sent me, she claims it was when I was three, either three, four or five. I was in kindergarten and this is how she tells it. It was about the 10th of June in the middle of Madrid and the weather was extremely hot, around 30 degrees Celsius. It was a school day, so I woke you up, I made you have breakfast and then you started dressing yourself as you usually did. That day, you decided to wear a white top and a pink skirt that had some hearts on it. I helped you put on your white trainers and you told me that they didn't match your outfit. 
your favorite sentence when you were younger was, it doesn't match my outfit. And every time you said it, I feared what came next. I told you that it did match the outfit because you were wearing a white t-shirt. But anyway, I changed the white trainers for some pink flats and you kept saying that they didn't match the outfit. Even after I pointed out that you were also wearing a pink skirt, so they did match. I tried offering you some other alternatives and you refused every single one of them. So I just gave up and I told you I had the perfect shoes that matched exactly the same color of your skirt. And thinking you wouldn't fall for it, I got out your wheelies. Bear in mind, you must wear socks with them as well. And it was, again, the middle of the summer, so I thought you would refuse. But as soon as I put them on, you loved the outfit. <laughs> and then we got out of the house, we got to school, and I can clearly remember the faces of the rest of the mothers dropping off their kids. Before I left, some of them asked me if we had had a rough morning, and I admitted that I would have let you come to school naked if that meant we would finally leave the house. That being said, it probably was one of the best days for you because you loved your outfit. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. I was just typing it because she sent me a voice note about it, and I was just typing it laughing yesterday because this is so me. Like, it's just me in a nutshell when I was five years old. I don't remember this at all, I promise. Um, I don't remember being this picky with my outfits. I do remember that I started to choose my own clothes and my own breakfast from a really young age. I used to refuse anything that was not my idea, so I'm not surprised that this happened. Although I am surprised that I was strong-headed enough to suffer a whole summer day with some wheelies on. Just, I just cannot believe it, honestly. Like, I know, I know I'm stubborn, but I didn't know it was to this point. It makes sense. I've been stubborn all throughout my life. It has taken me to so many good places in my life because I just never give up until everything is perfect and everything is how I want it to be. But it's also caused lots of problems. The main one being that I am a perfectionist with everything I do. So it's really hard for me to do anything at all. This story really comes to prove why I usually define myself with words that have really good meanings, like strong-headed, but that in the wrong places and in the wrong times, they can have really bad outcomes. This case seemed to be a really good one, although again, I don't know how I felt the whole day with my fucking willies on, but I'm working on them. I'm working to try to get the good side of it and elevate it and try to minimize the side effects to it because no one's perfect and I think these kind of stories really prove that I definitely am not. We're gonna move on to a story sent to me by one of my friends and for some context we were 10 years old in this story so it was primary school and I am a sleepwalker for those of you who don't know. I get so many questions about it all the time and I would like to just do a really quick rundown of these ones. No, I am not a zombie. I do not walk with my arms like a zombie, like stretched out. I do have my eyes open while I walk around the house. I do also talk. Oh yeah, I do walk around the house. It's very often for me to find, to wake up in the middle of the bathroom or in the middle of my kitchen with a different pair of pyjamas on, that's happened before. Um, I tend to talk more than I tend 
to walk around, sometimes in English, sometimes in Spanish, sometimes in a really random language that I've often wondered if it makes sense to me. Because no one that has heard it seems to make sense of it. So I don't know if it's just like random sounds or if I actually have created a language while in my sleep, which would be really cool to be honest. And she sent me this one and she said, okay, so my story about you is about the only time in my life that you have creeped me out a little bit. This was long time ago. You and I and some other friends were staying the night at my house for my birthday or for Halloween. I don't remember. I remember that you told us that you had had some sleepwalking episodes, but we didn't mind it at all. We were sleeping in my attic on two couches with three mattresses in between them. It was around 2 or 3 a.m. and you and the other friend who was sleeping on the couch were asleep. But a few of our friends and I were awake telling horror stories to each other. In the middle of one of those stories, you suddenly sat up on the couch. We were so shocked because you weren't looking at us, but because we thought that you were awake, we started to talk to you. Then you silently looked at us with this empty look and I remember I almost pissed my pants. I recall that the friend next to me screamed so hard that my mom woke up and scolded us. Don't get me wrong, you're the cutest person in the world, but this episode was straight out of a horror movie. I think it's true, um, I am extremely creepy when I'm sleepwalking, because I'm asleep, and also when I wake up I don't remember anything, so this is another episode in my life that I don't remember at all. It was funny because I do know that it was her birthday and it was like a school week or something like that and the previous week we had gone ice skating with a few other friends because it was some other friend's birthday and I am really clumsy so I fell on the ice I hurt my knee really bad it was all swollen so when I went to the doctor to get it checked and make sure it was not broken they bandaged my whole leg in a way where I couldn't really move it it was not a proper bandage it was just some kind of temporary thing to make the um, the swollen knee go down basically and I couldn't walk properly it must have been really creepy I just cannot believe it also the only way you can tell I'm not awake uh, and I am sleeping is first of all she claims that I had this empty look in my face she is the only one that has ever pointed this out to me because I just behave normally. I'm just, I just tend, like, I answer with rational sentences. The only problem is that if I initiate the conversation, it's usually nonsense for the situation. So I would just wake up and be like, there's an elephant in my living room. And obviously there's not an elephant in my living room. But I talk as I would talk if I was awake, which is even more creepy because you don't know if you're talking to awake me or to sleep in me. <laughs> We've also tried to record some of these episodes. I remember I was in Malta in a school trip and I was sharing a bedroom with one of my best friends and she told me, like, I'm going to try to record some of your episodes. And I remember that when she tried to voice record it because it was nighttime and she didn't want to turn on the light, so she had to, like, video me, but there's no video, it's just sound. I was talking to her. And then, like, as soon as she started recording, I just started, like, insulting her and <laughs> saying all kind of mean stuff to her. I'm going to move on to when I was 12 years old. This was my first week of high school. Um, In Spain, you move on to high school when you're 12, just straight out of primary school. And this is a story. 
My first memory of you was one of the first days of PE, because a bunch of girls in our class and I decided to hide instead of running as we were supposed to. I remember you went over to the teacher and told him how unfair it was that we were not doing it and that the rest of you had to do it. After we became friends, which I don't remember how it happened to be honest, I realized that you are just extremely fixed on fairness and justice. I understand now that you were thinking that it was unfair that we got the same marks when we had quote-unquote cheated. You are extremely hardworking, organized and responsible. My first impression was definitely different because I thought that you had a superiority complex. But you are actually honest with others to make them better and you hate to lie so you have to always tell the truth. I think this is one of the biggest issues I've had in my life, um, this obsession with fairness and justice, as she points out. It's come out in many, many ways in my life. And I don't even realize it. I know this happened because it's something that I would do. I remember similar episodes where I've done the same thing. But I don't do it out of spite. I don't do it because I hate others or because I just dislike you or because I want to be mean. I just do it because I truly feel like it's really unfair for the rest of us. Thankfully, I've changed since then. Now I know that it's not fair as well to not have their feelings into consideration. And it's not fair because specifically this episode, um, running for me was quite easy. While it might not be easy for the rest of the people that are doing it so why would it be fair for me to just go and tell on them since then they've said really nice things about me I like to think that I'm hardworking and organized uh, and responsible <laughs> so it's nice to hear it from from them as well and it's true sometimes I just have to be honest and I am too honest sometimes I don't like to sugarcoat anything that I say just because I don't like people sugarcoating stuff that they tell me but it's a problem especially because again you have to have into consideration how others feel about what you're saying and be careful with your words but it's nice that she's learned to understand me to that level anyway I've also learned that sugarcoating things sometimes it's a good idea so I also do it I've also learned lots of things from them I just remember oh my god I would be I was so different back then. If, if I could just go back in time and meet with my 12-year-old self, it would be such an awkward conversation. I just, I think we would argue. I, I know that she wouldn't listen to me, even though I, like, I would try to make her not make the same mistakes that I did when I was 12. But that's part of life, and I'm very grateful that I got to know them better, and I got to build a relationship with them, to be fair. And it's something that I still cherish almost eight years later wow I've known them for eight years that's insane for me I remember my first day of high school as if it was yesterday like I have I can clearly remember some of the stuff that happened and it's just insane that seven and a half years have gone by oh my god well from my first day of school I'm gonna move to the next first day of school which was when I was 16 in Spain you do like um, high school or secondary school from 12 to 16 and then you can do a baccalaureate. Um, it's the equivalent to sixth form in the UK and the equivalent to your two last years of high school in the States. Um, I hope some of those education systems make sense to you so you can picture what I'm talking about. Well, anyway, 
I transferred schools because I decided that just one baccalaureate was not enough for me. So I decided to do two of them at the same time. And I currently have a diploma in the Spanish baccalaureate. And I also hold a diploma for the international baccalaureate, which was hard, was tough. Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> At least I would I would recommend it. I, I had so many good memories from it. I just wouldn't do it again. Even if anyone paid me a million euros. This person sent me a really sweet and short story that said, this was my first day in a new school and I only knew one other person in my class. At some point in the day, I remember you sat down next to me and straight up started talking about penguins without any previous context. This is my my coping mechanism with awkwardness. Um, not great, definitely. But I hate small talk. I think this is very common and most of the people I know might agree on, on this, that I don't like small talk. At least not the small talk that you have to have when you meet someone. I think it's very awkward. I don't want to have to listen to you say, oh, I'm this years old, I'm from here, um, I have this many siblings, I have this pet. And then I have to be interested in that even though I have no context about you whatsoever. Which doesn't mean that I don't care about it. I do in the future, like this person in particular has a dog that I love. <laughs> but just not the first day that I meet you because I'm going to forget that you have a dog or I'm going to forget that you have siblings or I'm going to forget where you're from. For sure. Like, uh, it's going to be a miracle if I even remember your name after the first day. Penguins happen to be my thing at that point in my life. It's definitely changed. I wouldn't start a conversation about penguins right now with anyone that I hadn't met before. But it's definitely led to some very funny moments as well. And people that have been scared of me for a long time. This person in particular, I, I remember that I complimented their eyes just short after this penguins incident happened and they looked at me as if I was an alien basically <laughs> which was really funny they have really beautiful eyes um, I still think that and I think it's because they didn't get complimented lots so it's weird to compliment I think they thought it was weird to compliment someone the first day you meet them but that's life then it's funny that everything is about first days um, or stories about new places. I'm going to move on to a story that this person was not in, but when asked about what they would say about me, they said that they would definitely tell this story to anyone that asked. So I just have the, my point of view from this one, but I think it's just as funny. Disclaimer, this story is not very nice, has some flesh and cuts in it so if you're sensitive about this kind of issues please skip this part just a few minutes would be fine so second week of uni i was making dinner 11 p.m because i used to have dinner super late and i was really tired that day and i remember i was cutting some potatoes and i was not paying attention enough and i cut my finger i literally like sliced it open and i panicked i was in shock i managed to put some kitchen towels around my hand so the blood because there was blood everywhere as you could imagine um and then like I panicked so badly that I just went to one of my flatmates doors and just banged on their on their door like help me help me and and they were not in their room so they didn't come out and then I changed and then I went to another one of my flatmates bear in mind there's five of them 
um, and then they come out and they look at me and they go, what happened? What happened? And I don't know what happened exactly, but like we at, the, at some point, like a few months after that, we were in the kitchen. Um, it was me and two of my flatmates. And I remember just being unresponsive to their questions. I barely explained that I had cut myself while cutting potatoes. And, and they were kind of also panicking because they didn't know what to do. The turning point, I think the moment that I snapped out of the shock and the trauma that it was causing me because I'm really apprehensive when it comes to blood and cuts um, was when one of them asked me if an aspirin would fix the problem. I just, I just like so clearly remember looking at my other flatmate and poor thing, like, they, they didn't know better, which is fair enough. But, like, <laughs> I remember we were, we were both yelling at them, telling them, what are you thinking about? Like, I'm, I'm bleeding, like, everywhere, and you're asking if, I, if an aspirin is going to fix it. Like, what, what is wrong with you? And then, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> and then, um... <laughs> I snapped out of it and I started just like commanding people what to do basically. I, I basically explained the whole like emergency protocol because it was also 11 p.m. So like no one was around on campus except for security. Um, I had to call security myself, if I remember right, and tell them like, I've cut my finger, it's really bad, what do I do? Um, I've, I did mobilize like lots of people to, to like go with me to security and then to go to the hospital um and like the days after that uh, I had to go several times because I had to have surgery I I cut one of my tendons and I just remember like I was just like (laughs) in shock (laughs) commanding people what to do and what not to do because I think I'm that kind of person that needs to have everything under control and I I think it comes from the fact that I'm really bad at everything else when it comes to an emergency. I am really bad at being resourceful and coming up with solutions quickly. So I need to know the theory about what to do in an emergency. So if you ask me to perform CPR, I would not know how to do it for sure. And I would, I, I doubt I would even try to do it um, unless it was like necessary. But I know, like, the theory of how to do CPR and how you have to do it and where you have to place your hands. And, like, <laughs> I know that stuff, which is weird. So um, I think it says a lot, a lot about me, about how I like to have everything under control. And um, I was writing in my journal the other day, and I remember, like, one of my lessons for from 2020 that I wrote down was to let things out of my control, at least the ones that... I literally cannot predict, like, a pandemic. I have come to terms with the fact that I cannot control everything in this world, even though I would like to. I would do it if I could. If I was given the option to do it, I would, definitely. But I don't. So I've come to terms with it now, and I think it's going better now. And I'm, I don't feel as stressed out about life as I felt back in the day which is a huge step for me. The last thing I want to talk about is um, also a story from uni. 
And this is also about how someone met me, which is very sweet. Um, it says, I met Berta through our academic advising group. She asked me for a coffee a while later, and our friendship began. We would bake cookies, often without a recipe, in my flat, get the bus to KFC at 11pm, bond over boy travels and our course, and I would look out for her while walking around campus. She also joined a society I was part of, and I couldn't catch her eye, or we would both start laughing because of the gossip that I had told her about. This angel, because <laughs> they are an angel, honestly, has been the biggest highlight of my uni experience. And it's so funny because it's true, like, I consider myself to be an extrovert. I network rather quickly, but I, I do think that I struggle to make friends. There's not lots of people that I can call friends, and I think I have different levels of friendships. And yet somehow this person that only knows me for a, a year and a few months has managed to be one of my key people in my life I just don't know what I would do without them and like our connection goes so far to that like we would go to these society meetings and other people would just say like bullshit things and we would just like look at each other and know what the other one was thinking and I think it's so cool I think that <laughs> it's so funny that um all of that happened and that they are in my life and it was such a random moment because I asked them for a coffee because I read somewhere online before I went to my first lecture I know I read something like if you're gonna do anything on your first day of uni spot someone that looks like they're gonna be a great influence in your life and make the first move not romantically, just like a friendship, like find someone compatible with you and then do it. And I remember this person did not talk the whole time. I think we, we all introduced ourselves, obviously, but they didn't talk at all. And I, I remember feeling like so drawn to this person and I, I just had to, I had to, like I couldn't just not do it. So I, I asked them for a coffee and... They are really shy if they don't know you, which I found really sweet. I think I connect, even though I'm, I consider myself an extrovert, I connect really well with introvert people like, like them. Um, I have another really close friend in Spain, and I hope they know they, who, who they are. They are really awkward around people that they don't know about, and I always encourage them to be more open and to reach out because they are such wonderful people, like both of them. And I just feel so sad when when I think that there's people out there that are not going to get the chance to meet them just because they're not going to pay attention to them. Um, it happens. If you're sitting in a lecture with 200 other people, you're not going to focus on the one that doesn't talk at all, like that almost looks invisible. <laughs> Okay, that was all of them. And moving on to the last section of this first episode of the podcast, I wanted to do something 
that I do a lot, even though I have friends that complain about it, but it's recommend stuff that I like. Um, I think it's also very interesting to get to know someone through the things they like and through their day-to-day items, if that makes sense. Um, fun fact, this is a way of doing anthropology by focusing on the things uh, people have in their houses and asking them to explain them to you. It's a style of anthropology used in video anthropology um, that was not used long ago because it required a video, obviously. If you've seen the 73 questions with Vogue videos that celebrities do on YouTube, it's kind of like that. You go to their houses and then you interview them as you walk around their house so they are prompted by their items in the house. So I'm going to do some quick recommendations. First of all, I'm going to go with shows, like TV shows and books, because that's a must for me, and it has been a must for me during lockdown and during quarantine. My favorite show of all time, I'm not even kidding, um, that it's, I just recently discovered, is called The Queen's Gambit. It's on Netflix. If you haven't heard about it, what are you doing? Because it's been everywhere. Um, if you've watched it and you don't like it, that's okay. I respect that. If you've watched it and you loved it, like me, um, welcome to the club. I am obsessed with Beth Harmon. I am obsessed with the whole story. The, I'm obsessed, especially with the um, the way that the miniseries is shot. Like the colors, the images, the aesthetic. I just love it. I love it so much. And this, I didn't know this when I started watching the TV show. I'm getting like so excited right now. Um, but if you know me, you know that my biggest crush ever, like in my life, it's this actor called Thomas Brody Sangster. He is nude in The Maze Runner. He is the kid in Love Actually. He's also the oldest um, kid in Nanny McPhee. Um, I think it's how the film is called. And... When I tell you I had a crush on this guy, I'm not talking about like a regular crush that you that you have on, on a celebrity or on a like boy from your class. No, no, no. This was like next level like crush. And I didn't know this when I started watching the show, but he is in it and he comes up in like episode three or four. I think it's three because it's, it's quite early on. When I saw him on the screen, I screamed. Like I screamed like so hard because like I just I was not expecting it and he does such an amazing job playing this guy I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't watched it but like oh my god I just I forgot I honestly forgot about him for a few years and like now he's back in my life and I'm like yes like my crush but anyway um from one crush to another (laughs) um my favorite book of these past few years at least it's a book named Call Me By Your Name. The author is Andre Asiman. And I met him last year in Madrid's book fair, which was really cool. He signed me another of his books that I haven't been able to read because just haven't had the time. But I just love it. And I think the film is just so beautiful. And the aesthetic, again, is really good. But um, it doesn't 
make justice to the book. You have to read the book because the book is written from the main character's point of view. So like you can uh, read his thoughts as the book goes on. And in the film, it's not. He doesn't have a voice over of like the events. So it doesn't capture the story the same way that the book does. And it's amazing. Also, Timothy Chalamet, um, marry me. Just please, if you're listening to this, I hope you are. Please marry me. Then some other media, YouTube influencers, podcasts that I've been consuming lately. I have been really, really obsessed with these two YouTubers. Her names are Moya Mawini. I hope I'm saying that right. And Naina Florence. They are both students. They are in their final years of uni. And they make such wholesome content. I promise. It's just the best. It's extremely relaxing. Um, I like to see that like they go through struggles that I'm going through as well. Because they're in, at, at uni in the UK. Well, I think Moya is studying in, in Dublin, actually. So, well, Great Britain, to be fair. And I just like them so much. And they're so cool and so chill. And I enjoy their videos so much. Then Naina also has a... Well, both of them have a podcast. But Naina's podcast, it's called Growing With The Flow. She just has this, uh, this amazing like voice that is, is so relaxing. And it's so warming. I just love her so much. I promise. It's just the best. If you have the chance to listen to another podcast that is not mine, please go over to hers. Because she also has really good um, episodes. She's just started like a few months ago. So she has a few episodes and they're really good. I think she's really talented. And then I'm also being obsessed with the What We Said podcast. Um, this is a very popular podcast. Jay-Z and Chelsea do a really good job, uh, have really good chemistry um, in the podcast and they do all kinds of episodes. So they have story episodes like mine. They do interviews, they do Q&As, they talk about certain parts of their life um, and I think it's really interesting and it's definitely very entertaining to listen to. And this podcast is not anymore releasing like new episodes, it's called Call Me Candid by Hayley Pham and Lilian. You may know Hayley Pham from Instagram or YouTube. She's also a YouTuber. They do have some great tips on like their businesses and productivity and life as a young adult, if that makes sense. And I think it's very interesting to listen to them because they do have an like an adult life when they're younger. So like both of them have lots of businesses and they do lots of stuff that you would expect someone older to do but they're in their early 20s other miscellaneous um, recommendations are my ebook it's a Kobo ebook I will link it on my Instagram page um, as soon as this goes up I love to read I don't know if I've said that and I love to be sustainable so I think that the best way to do it is to have as many books as you can in a tiny square <laughs> basically um it's been great i've been loving it the the quality is really good you can download ebooks you can add pdfs you can i think you can add a, a few more formats to the ebook which is really helpful and i've just i've just been loving my life because one of my biggest things is i have really tiny hands 
So I cannot hold big books, which is the ones I like to read, for long periods of time. And I also love to read in bed and I don't like really like laying on my back. So it's really hard to hold a proper book when you're laying on your side. Um, but this ebook makes everything perfect. So I love it. Then I wouldn't be able to leave. I'm also obsessed with like planners, um, notebooks, um, organizers, everything. Everything organization. Love it. I have a daily planner that is huge because I have one day per page. It's really useful. I have I plan my meals in that. I plan all of my meetings, my classes, my to-do lists, everything. It's by a Spanish brand called Charuca. I will link it in the Instagram page in case you're from Spain and you're looking for a planner. They have all kinds of planners. I love them so much. All of them look amazing. They are the best quality you can get out there. And they're not expensive at all for what you get, obviously. And then I've been into journaling this year. I got a journal for my birthday back in May. It's the Dingbats sustainable line of journals. It has fake leather on the front and then it has like an elephant printed on the leather. It's really weird. It's not like ink. It's actually... um almost like imprinted on the leather and then you have like the shape of an elephant i have the elephant because i love elephants and it's gray but it's a different color they have like 15 or 20 has a different animal on the front it's very minimalist and i got the dotted page one so i can also draw on my pages i use it to journal every single day basically to journal i do use just big pens which are my favorite of all times. I don't use gel pens at all, but I do use the Stabilo uh, Pen 68 collection. They are these basically colored pens. They have like 50 of them in every color you can think of. They're great to do everything you want because the tip is not very thick, so it makes quite fine strokes and it's not also a highlighter, which is really thick, but they can't be used as highlighters. And I use the Tombow calligraphy pens. Tombow is a really uh, famous calligraphy brand. They have really good brushes for lettering and calligraphy as a hobby, which I was into uh, last year because I, I, I don't do it anymore. I used to bullet journal as well. Uh, if you don't know what that is, basically you make your own planner or your own agenda. So yeah, um, look it online because it's really cool. And I think that's it. Before I finish this podcast, I wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone that has reached out to me after the trailer was released because I never expected it to have such a good response. Thank you so much. It means so much to me to see everyone that I care about and that I have not been touched with much this year, this past year, this year, oh my God, this 2021 this past year but I really appreciate it that you enjoy it the goal of this podcast is not to make me famous or anything like that the the goal for this podcast is to just entertain a few of you and if that's what it's doing then that's it and also a huge thank you to Diggers because he is the mastermind behind the jingle you hear throughout the podcast he created a song for me which is like insane i have a song i will link his instagram page in my socials because he is an extremely talented dj 
and I just miss him so much because I used to see him um, more often when uni was open and we and he would do his DJ sets um, in the studio but I haven't seen him in a long time so thank you diggers for creating this jingle for me because I really appreciate it I think it adds so much to my podcast and I think you've really captured my essence in it so so yeah and apart from that uh, don't forget to first of all subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcast or on Spotify and second if you want to you can follow the podcast Instagram page at the field notes pod on Instagram and if you have the time and you want to you could leave a review on Apple Podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, or even no, even if you're not, I think you can just type in Google like Apple Podcast reviews. You can then go find my podcast and then leave a review um, of what you think about the first episode. If you've liked it, if you have not liked it, comments about it. And that's it for this one. Um, I hope you've had a really easy transition into this new year that um, you have a nice day or a nice week and I'll see you in the next one bye